Tech Talk. Tech Talk with Jess Kelly. This is News Talk. Hello and welcome to Tech Talk. This is Jess Kelly with you here on News Talk. Coming up over the next hour, we'll chat to Newswhip about their incredible $13 million funding announcement. John Riley is going to review the new PlayStation virtual reality headset and we'll talk about the rise in femtech. As always, you can email the show techtalk at newstalk.com or you'll find me on Twitter at JessKellyNT. But we're going to start this week with something that we're very, very excited about. And I think we've been talking about for about two years. We've not taken a breath since it was first teased. Uh, but we finally have our hands on the PSVR 2. And John Riley of TheEffect.net is with me now. John, happy talk about PSVR 2 day. Yeah, we, it's, it's all it's all allowed now. It's all legal or whatever. <laughs> yeah, because we were talking about it briefly on the Pat Kenny Show on Tuesday. And I was doing it. I was previewing the preview of the preview of the preview <laughs> yeah, I think is how we levels, phrased it yeah sorry multiple levels of embargoes yes yeah, but you and I have both had the device now for over a week yep I was very excited when it arrived in. It was genuinely Christmas in, in my apartment. Yeah. I could only, I was actually thinking of you, I was like, I bet you he is like <laughs> running rings around himself. Yeah. Um, so for those who don't know, let's just start at the very beginning. This is the second iteration of PlayStation's virtual reality headset. Not only were there going to be design tweaks, but there were also going to be a lot of performance tweaks. And we're going to get to the performance in a second. But let's talk about that actual unboxing experience and the hardware that you get. Yeah, so as you said, this is the second time Sony has entered the virtual reality market. You know, the first headset came out in 2016. Mm -hmm. So we're looking at seven years ago now, which is, you know, it's a big gap to go from one generation to the next. But that's given them a serious amount of time to really look at, you know, what the headset needs to be. So when you're taking it out of the box, you're, you know, in comparison to what we got back in 2016, which was quite a mess of cables and junction boxes and HDMI ports and everything else, that it was the definition, it was quite a pain. Like, yeah. there's no two ways about it. It looked ridiculous to set this thing up on, mm-hmm. on the PS4. Now, PS5 is out about just over two years. The new headset's about to launch on the 22nd and taking it out of the box, you get your headset, your two controllers and a ca- one single cable coming from the headset that goes directly into the front of the PlayStation 5 and Bob's your uncle, you're ready to go. Yeah, and I think the what I found in the week or so that I've been playing around with it is having fewer cables makes me more likely to pick it up. It makes me more likely to spend longer with it. Yep. And also more likely, and I don't know if I'm the only person that does that, but move it from the TV to we've got a nice computer monitor in the other room. So maybe you want to play in a different space yep. and it's less cumbersome to, to move the whole kit and caboodle yep. because you're not dragging half the house with you. Yeah, no, definitely. It's it's one, like 100, I have it sitting on a shelf in my apartment now and it's that single cable system that you just kind of, I just pull, pick up the headset when I'm going to want to play a VR game or test out one of the games and I carry it over to the couch or whatever and I pop it on with the controllers and I'm good to go. Whereas, mm-hmm. you know, you could have had it set, the, the the original headset set up, but when you ever wanted to move it, like you said, it was such Very a cumbersome. HDMI is going left, right and centre and it was just, yeah, it was too much of a pain. Like, I guess... You, so your listeners know for definite this headset needs the PlayStation 5 to run that it you know it's basically a, a, a display that you put on your head that connects to the console and the console does all the heavy lifting basically but that's not to say there's some impress there's not impressive tech in the headset either so yeah I, I think the um, 
there are there was a bit of confusion or some people I've seen you know emailing and texting in going can I use it with you know my PS4 or whatever yeah. so that's not the case as you said um, the other thing I really liked was the shape of the controller sensory things the handheld bits yeah basically the sense VR controllers here, the VR sense controllers yeah I can't remember what they were like on the old iteration but were they, they in were the, the palm of your hand? They were like the dome. They were the, like the the black sticks that were kind of inappropriate looking with the with the coloured uh, orbs. At I the remember top. that. Yeah, they were they were originally actually made to work with the Move camera, which was PlayStation's attempt at like the Wii or something the Wii, like exactly. that. Yeah. So these were like wands with little kind of colourful orbs at the top that kind of Sony retrofitted or jerry rigged to work with the VR. That's thing. right. Yeah. So they were never really. They were like a half step to what a right controller should have been for VR. So people, you never really got the full level of interactability or kind of. Uh, immersion with these kind of wand things that yeah. people were like oh they weren't great now, now that you say that it comes back to me but I love the design of the new Sense controllers yeah. I think everything about both the headset and the controllers it's so intuitive as soon as you put the headset on and you put the controllers in your hands you're like okay I yeah. get like I feel I'm ready to go yeah. like I'm gaming yeah. rather than doing a dance with a baton in my living room <laughs> although you do look like you're doing a dance with a baton yeah. in your living room you still look a bit daft but hey ho it's one of the best kind of like setups you can, yeah, simple and uh, intuitive setups that you can get now in VR so they're, they're really up there with the rest of the players like the HTC Vives the Oculus Quests and all that in terms of like getting you into the zone basically yeah. the VR kind of gaming stuff um, in terms of the setup and the gameplay that there are so many titles yeah. and this is what's exciting because I remember talking to you around the time of PSVR 1 and there weren't a whole host of titles we were kind of like waiting for the the, the tsunami of titles to come and yeah. that, that kind of didn't happen but yeah. um, there, there's plenty of games but what's different in terms of the headset and the experiences you get from PSVR 2 versus what we had before? Yeah so as I said it's been seven years so now they've really put in some incredibly future-proofed tech almost into this new headset so you know most VR headsets have impressive displays in the most modern ones, but you know Sony really have upped the ante with a kind of a 4K OLED panel uh, that does high dynamic range. You know some of these things might be completely use- useless to, mm. to listeners, but it really just adds to that level of realism when you have the headset on your head. They've added something which sounds annoying but actually works really well in gameplay is haptic feedback or basically a vibration motor in the headset. I didn't think I'd like that. Neither did I. But I'm into it. Yeah, I thought it'd be a little like your phone strapped to your head and it'd be really kind of shallow and annoying. Yeah. But it's quite a shake to the point it feels like you're, you know, if you were in a a kind of a bumpy car and your head rattles a bit against the window, you get a good, like it really adds kind of going really adds to the level of immersion too. It, it really does because initially when I was going through I was like I, I I think I said to you before and I think we ended up almost falling out about it that I just wasn't into the VR yeah. thing because I, I wasn't fully immersed and then I also wanted to puke after 20 yes. minutes, right? Yeah. I, I found with the subtle things like the haptic feedback uh, like the element of being able to see through yes. the headset I was fully like I I I don't know I kind of lost myself in the games a bit more. Now I will say it will I'm sure we'll come to it. I still couldn't go too long wearing the headset without wanting to vom. But <laughs> that it does feel lighter. The cables down your back because it's only one cable yeah. feels better. Yeah. The feedback to be able to see through. I think all in all, as a as a amateur gamer. I really enjoyed using it. Yeah, they've really just thought it out and kind of decided what works, what doesn't work and have had that that time to see what other headsets have done and what kind of was successful. Mm. You mentioned that see-through capability. It's basically using the four external cameras. These are like little 
basically like smartphone cameras, nice and small, sitting on either corner of the front of the headset. Yeah. If you see an image of it, you'll see what I'm saying, like four little eyes. This lets you kind of see through in black and white now, not in colour, but in, in black and white. 3D vision to see, as you said, you can see around you, pick up your controllers, see if you don't kick the dog by accident, that kind of thing. So it's that usability aspect is really, really beneficial. But for me, the actual thing that I found most exciting, most kind of like, no, for less of a twee word, magical about Mm -hmm. the headset was the eye tracking. Yeah. So you put on this headset, you're setting it up, you're scanning your room with those cameras on the outside to see where your, be- where your couch is and all that. And that's all kind of done with the Quest 2 and other VR headsets. But what they've done with the PSVR 2 is put ca- a camera on the inside to track your eye eye movement. Yeah. It sounds mental. But when you're setting this up and you're like darting around your your virtual screen in your headset, looking at the different coloured dots, you're like, hold on. I'm doing. I'm not using any controller here. My eyes are doing this. I genuinely chuckled to myself. It's the future. It's this is amazing. Yeah, yeah. And this is tech that's been implemented into some of the big titles that are launching. Then to kind of make them more impressive looking, more interactive. Again, more immerse. I, I, the whole time I was thinking, was it Zuckerberg who wanted to do the Neuralink thing, or was that that's Elon Musk? Elon, yeah, yeah. I, that's what I was thinking the whole time. I was like, oh my God, this is my, <laughs> literally like my eyeballs are controlling what's happening. Because yeah. it's kind of like setting up the face ID on the iPhone, you know, when you move yes. your head around. Yeah. But it's just your eyeballs. Yeah, you're literally looking around a coloured dot. And then as I said, yeah, it, it just kind of goes, it just adds a whole other interactive, you know, functionality to the game that you can go. It feels more real. Yeah. Because as I'm talking to you now, I can shoot my eyes to the left and I can see out to the Newstock office and I can shoot to the right and I can see the Newstock sign, but my head is still looking at you, like yeah. facing you. Yeah. It's a very naturalistic thing, whereas I think maybe previous iterations not just of the PlayStation VR but other VR you kind of have to swivel your Your body body, and you have to kind of get into it it just feels and even the subtle touches that you can make with your with your hands as well I feel like the sensitivity yeah it's is pretty nailed in terms of reality. Yes, it's really heightened to the point that it feels second nature that, you know, like you're talking to a character in a game and then the little kind of uh, text box options pop up like any other kind of game where, you're talk- where you decide what you want to say next. And instead of like using the controller, you just look at the words going, I'll say that. And you just hit select. Yeah. So you get to se- like you just look at the words you want to say and select them. Mm. Again, it's, it's kind of hard to convey like anything in virtual reality. Is, you know, we can talk about it for days, but until you actually experience it, you can see the, the level of immersion it adds over everything else I've experienced anyway. Did you feel sick while playing? Uh, there was one game that I want to give a shout out to that's actually not a game. It's more like an, um, a virtual experience called Kayak VR yes. Mirage. Did you play that? I broke a glass to that. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's so on the desk good. and I went whack. Yeah. Like that game now, I'm not great. Like ironically, you say you get sick, people get, you know, you get sea legs. Yeah. You have to get your sea legs. I'm not good on boats. Yeah. Or any kind of small vessel. But in VR, I'm actually okay with all this kind of free movement and looking around and some people find that a bit much. Yeah. But I've kind of got there that I'm able to do that. But for whatever reason, I think I was playing a bit too long and I got into the kayak in this virtual reality game a stunning looking game originally on PC or whatever but now on the PSVR 2 and the guys are great what they've done here um, I got into the kayak and you use the, the controllers as if you're doing a big paddle or can, uh, you're canoeing down or the kayaking down whatever bit of river and I was like so the, the kayak is bobbing and yeah. I'm like but my body isn't and I'm like I'm getting a bit warm here <laughs> it's trick it, it, it's kind of like a trip like your yeah. brain is a bit like what's happening because yeah. my body is still uh, it's a great workout that game yeah it is Yeah, literally. Cause your I, arms are hanging off you by the end <laughs> if you're like as vigorously kayaking down yeah, an imaginary I, river as I, I was I almost think there's a third party attachment I think you could you could actually get like a mini 
thing to attach your controller a to. A mini oar, yeah. A mini oar, a mini paddle board that you could, you'd sit there in your sitting room just paddling away, going around like Costa Rica or the Antarctica. Like there was one bit I was on, a, there was like a storm setting in Norway, in the fjords in Norway. And like the water's hitting, the rain is hitting the water and the thunder is rolling and you're like, oh my God, it's like I'm, act- it was so immersive. Yeah. It's incredible. I find stuff like that really exciting because as you know I'm not really into the pew pew bang bang type games I like the experience type games and before anyone tweets or puts up on boards that I don't go outside I do go outside but I just (laughs) like experiencing games where it's an experience rather than just killing someone right Yeah. and that's why I loved that game because you just feel like, oh, I'm doing something. Yeah, and you, you could never necessarily do like this. You're, as I said, Costa Rica. You're kayaking around the jungle, and, and it's, it's just like so lovely, like, but it's beautifully yeah, done. The, the, the like this is where the eye tracking comes in because as you're playing the game, the camera is tracking your eyes, and it uses a, a, a technical uh, capability called foveated rendering, which basically says. John's looking over here. There's no need to focus on all the all the massive beach, you know, the, the trees and the jungle and over to the left because he's not looking at that. So we can take some of the graphical power from there and put it right in front of his eyes. So the trees and the beach in front of his eyes look incredible. Mm. And the second he looks over back at the beach, it's we'll, there, give, the, we'll yeah. give the graphics over there. So It's so impressive when you think about like yeah. what's going on in the background that the majority of people would never pick up on. Yeah. But you get to experience the benefit of it. Yeah. it like it is mind blowing. Um, we're going to have to have you back in a few weeks to talk through some of the games yeah. because I have I've uh, almost got all of them ready to go in terms of downloads or all the rest but there are so many titles already uh, being made available I know that there are other titles that uh, you can have a VR update for yeah. Um, but that wasn't available until just a few days ago. So. Yeah, so the, it's kind of now as we're coming up to the launch on the 22nd, a lot of the, the developers are pushing their updates or even they'll be the day before the launch. So there's a bit of a mishmash of what exactly is available now, when it'll be available, will it be a free upgrade? Uh, some of them you might have to pay a minimum, um, a nominal fee to kind mm. of bump it up to the PSVR 2 version. So each each developer is kind of playing their own cards of how they want to kind of play that out. Um. Before we talk through in a few weeks time about the gaming titles, the killer question is, is it worth the money? People have asked me that a lot over the last day or two since our review went live. And look, I'm going to say yes, because I'm a huge gamer. It was Christmas Day when it came into my house. But, you know, there's 32 million PS5s out there now, give or take. And a lot of people, you know, were lucky to get them at launch and throughout the last couple of years. They're much more accessible now to the point that Sony's actually focusing a lot of their marketing on that news rather than the actual VR headset. They're saying, look at PS5 is now available. If you go into a store, you're a hell of a lot. You can get one. You can get one after (laughs) two years. I know, the look. But when it comes to the PSVR 2, we haven't actually commented on the price, which is 600 euro. Pretty big. It's pretty big. It's actually more expensive than a PS5 console that it's needed needed to power it. So that's a that's a spicy meatball, as I say, for a virtual reality mm. headset. And then on top of that, you're paying for titles which are getting increasingly more expensive, like the 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 kind of the flagship title, Horizon VR, Call of the Mountain, which we'll talk about in a couple of weeks. But Jesus, that's good. Um, I don't know if you've played that one. No, that's just that's kind of based on the Horizon games, which I am a big fan of. Anyways, mm. the kind of the redheaded woman fighting the the robotic T Rexes and all that. Yeah, it's all kind of uh, post-apocalyptic. But anyways, it's a VR title. It's the showpiece title. It's seventy quid, but it's worth it because it really shows everything the headset can do. But um, but it's just, it all adds up. Yeah. And I think that's the thing 
that like say for example if you were living at home and all your brothers were living at home yeah. and you could all chip in and spit it between you yeah. like that now I'm sure there'd be murder trying to get <laughs> hands on it and all the rest but it is that kind of expense where you'd either need to love your gaming the yeah. way you love your gaming yeah. or be spitting the cut co- like I don't know as much as I've enjoyed it and as much as I'm delighted to have it now my partner would probably say something different but yeah. I don't know that I would spend 600 quid yeah I would because as he said I'm a gamer but then for other people that are on the fence I might recommend you just hold out to maybe Christmas when more exclusives because right now a lot of the titles that have launched or will be launching for its launch window are about 30 or 40 or so which is a lot are available elsewhere so other gamers might have had them on the Quest 2 or on PC VR whereas the ones that are limited only to the PS VR 2 there's about three or four or five like really mm. so that's small in a certain aspect so if you kind of have the patience and you don't need to play the new you know the Horizon game I mentioned immediately you can wait a couple of months even up to the Christmas window with rumours flying around that you know more exclusives will be announced down, which we, you'd like to expect or imagine yeah, you'd, such an you'd hope so because yeah. Jesus it'll be expensive if they don't keep you know because that's really going to make or break it like mm-hmm. any kind of piece of hardware it's the software that's going to yeah. get it over the line and get it continually you know being successful throughout the years so yeah yeah I think you know the reviews are going to give it you know, I, our review is live on the site and it's comprehensive and it took me a good while to get it into it but it's it kind of covers as much as I can and it's I think it's worth it because it's it's such an incredible step up for VR but and all the other outlets I think are going to be saying the same thing so it's going to be hard to kind of have that patience but if you can and again it's financially focused like if, if you don't have 600 quid lying around you don't have a line around yeah it's not a need thing no no like if you have a PS5 you're doing very very well exactly and it's it's a thing of it's it's an add-on for your gaming experience and yes it does enhance and yes it does augment what's possible yeah but uh, I don't know. Go and read John's review right now. Theeffect.net. The full thing is there. Uh, we will have you back in a few weeks yeah. to test some of those games. I would love to hear from you. Are you going to get one? And what games do you want us to talk about? If you've seen demos or uh, trailers on YouTube, email techtalk at newstalk.com and we will work our way through that list. Uh, John, thanks as always. No worries. Cheers, Jess.